Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Stay and Screamcast. My name's Hunter, and like always, I am here with my good friend, co-host of HHN 365, Duff. What's going on, man? Hey, I'm not too bad. How about yourself? Pretty good, you know, hanging in there. It's the the kickstart of the the holiday season. But let's let let let's cut to the chase. Let let's just be completely transparent. The reason we are here today is to send off Stay in Screamcast, which was a fun little project we did during the HHN season, which I believe we successfully did every week except I think I think two weeks, right? We missed yeah, two weeks I th- off I think of our goal. We missed two, which, you know, not too bad. We didn't technically miss them either. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, if we're if we're playing by HHN rules, we're we're actually ahead by six. Which will make up for next year. This is true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the Halloween test, uh, the Halloween seasonal testing experience, or whatever the heck they <laughs> called it. Um, but seriously, though, we wanted to get together just to kind of send off the series. We had a lot of fun with it, and we know you guys did too. Um, before we get too far in, I do want to go ahead and thank our drink patron, uh, Taviana. I am having a drink on your behalf, even though we're not at the parks. Thank you so much, and I genuinely appreciate you. Don't think we forgot about you. Um, but kind of just what we're going to do this week is we actually have a recorded but not released episode. So technically, we only missed one week, I mm-hmm. think, if, I, if, I'm, if we're counting yeah. technicalities. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this, this is a makeup. We're, we're going back into the past and pulling out an episode that unfortunately just did not get posted due to uh, personal reasons. You know, we, we love doing the shows for you guys, but it is, it is a hobby. And unfortunately, sometimes things get in the way and we have personal matters we have to deal with. But because it's recorded, we're going to go ahead and tack that on to the end of it. But I think as good of a place as any to kind of wrap this up is just Duff and I have not had a chance to sit down and talk about the experience as a whole together um, just because we kind of got sidetracked with the our original plan. Our original plans were to get together on the final day and do the two houses. And then a little thing called Beetlejuice happened and just exploded <laughs> all of our plans into a million pieces. Um, so it didn't happen. So Duff and I, we will do a little bit of talk about Beetlejuice, a little bit of talk about HHN Light as a whole, and then we'll play that full episode at the end. So if that sounds good with you, Duff, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's do it. So, you know, we've already done our recaps on our respective shows. Catacombs just did one, me and Shelby. You guys did one on 365, just kind of wrapping up the event. But I think um, it's it's important just because, you know, we went out of our way to do this project um, to, to kind of recap it between ourselves. So how are we feeling? I, I think the big question is, if these three houses return next year, how are you feeling about that? You good with that? Or do you want one of them to get um, kind of get the shaft and, and get replaced uh, for next year's event? Bring them all back. Just just bring them all back. And I have several reasons why I want to see them all again. While I would love to see 10 fresh houses, and that's great, um, I'd prefer to have them all back. Financially, for Universal, um, seeing the full product for us personally, uh, among other reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of there with you, except I'm kind of keep two of them and maybe get rid of one of them. Uh, My good co-host Shelby just said that and I and I agree with her. She basically said along the lines of 
we both feel like Revenge of the Two Fairy said what it needed to say. Um, and we basically saw that house. That one seemed to be the most like you could kind of figure out exactly what it was going to be, even with COVID restrictions. So if they're going to replace one of them, I think Two Fairy is the one to get that treatment. However, we are also approaching it from the viewpoint of, and you're part of this as well, just being a locale. Um, we we all had several opportunities to check out these houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had several chances to check out Two Fairy. And if there's one reason to bring it back, I don't think Two Fairy would change that much, but I would like my HHN friends who were not able to visit, either live overseas, have a pre-existing condition, whatever it might be, um, an and opportunity to check out that house because it really did become a big thing this year. Like I'm still seeing Revenge of the Two Fairy content even more so than the other houses on social media right now. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why I want it to stay. I think the concept is fantastic. Um, and I know you kind of say you can imagine what it, you got what it is. And that's true. We we completely get the concept. However, I think the big thing missing was the scares and like kind of what the essence of that house is. It, it's meant to be one of those kind of terrifying, tight, claustrophobic houses and we didn't get to fully experience that because of the restrictions. Sure, sure. There were several scenes that you and I talked about uh, on this very podcast. Like, there's that endless hallway in the Two Fairy mm-hmm. Cavern. We're like, what the heck is this? What is this supposed to be? We talked about possible scares being hidden in Sif in like the sheets room and the bathroom and uh, various things like that. I think there is room to grow. I just think that the house, I, I feel like the mission statement of the house was more or less reached. So if one of them has to go, then I think that would be the one I'd be most comfortable letting go. I could agree with that. I think the story has been told like it, it it's out there. there. There's not much to add. I think there's a finale that is potentially missing uh, a bit of at least. Um, but for the most part, we got the story. We got the concept. It, it's out there. Um, again, for me, it just comes down to the intensity of the house. It was clearly supposed to be one of the more intense houses, and we didn't get to experience that, um, whether that's because of the barriers, uh, the missing scenes, uh, whatever. I think there's a lot that could be added in that aspect. If you're talking about story told, though, yeah, it, it's been told. But I think you could also make that argument for Bride as well. I think we kind of got the full concept of the story. We received the full story. Is there really anything missing there, you think? Sure. I just think Bride is one of those houses that is so... I, I feel like Bride, as intense as that house could be, um, did have some things that were less, I guess, less COVID-friendly. And I'm not even talking about the the like sheets or the plexiglass or anything like that, but just talking about like the vampires themselves. Um, it wasn't something until you went through multiple times that you noticed, but the headgear that they're wearing, the the masks with the fangs, mm-hmm. I think it kind of dulled some of the intensity of those scare actors mm-hmm. more so than I think the two fairies were affected because those were full headpieces. That said, being perfectly reasonable, next year we're just, you know, I, I don't want to speak anything into this is fact, but it looks like we are going to be, regardless of, of vaccination progress, we will probably still be wearing facial coverings and that sort of thing next year. Um, so I'm curious if if that is something that would be changed. And yeah, that's something I was going to bring up too. Like, so if it comes to the point where, and it seems like we might be, 
where things can't change in the houses and we still need the same precautions, do we need to see the houses again? Um, for the reasons you stated earlier, for many, many HHN fans not being able to see them, yeah, of course, it would be great. But is that what's going to happen? Sure, I'm not sure. sure that they're actually going to take that to in, into account, you know? Like, we've experienced it. It's been there. They had a full, uh, quotation mark, season of it occurring. Um, so will they take that opportunity to just kind of move on from both or all three? Mm-hmm. I don't think we're really on a Beetlejuice yet, and I, I think that will come back. But is that how they look at it? Do they say, we've done this in this capacity that we're going to have to do again? So can we just move on to other houses at this point? Yeah. The only thing that would marginally concern me is, you know, Charles does great work on his houses as well. But these were two of Patrick's babies Mm -hmm. who is no longer um, developing for Universal. And I'm curious, I just, you know, that's quite a that's quite a (laughs) that's quite an echelon to, to reach when it comes to designing new houses. So I'm sure Charles has the material or. Uh, fingers crossed they would hire somebody really good to come in. But you do kind of run the risk of these are two soundstage locations. Um, these are two major houses that people are are going to see. Most people experience at least two soundstages. How, excuse me, experienced at least two soundstage houses um, just as a casual guest. Are Is this going to be a, a thing that we should be concerned about as far as getting new houses that are going to meet the quality? And if it comes down to getting two really good houses that I've already seen, um, that I don't think we can understate like how, you know, HHN comes pretty quick around every year, but that's still also like nine months for us to process and separate from these houses. So I feel like the, the return, uh, that flavor is going to be pretty fresh regardless, but like, there's so many different factors that come together as far as, is this still going to hit with people? Is this going to draw in new people to come to see it? Is this going to bring in the repeat audience? Um, are we going to be able to develop something financially and creatively that matches these two houses? There's so many different like aspects that are coming into play here. Yeah, I, honestly, I think if we're looking at these two houses, neither of these houses are necessarily big draws, you know, uh, like Universal Monsters yeah. is a property that can get people in. Um, there's not really any specific original that's going to do that. You know, you're not going to drop any originals. That's going to be like a big crowd draw. Um, so obviously for that reason, it wouldn't be necessary to bring back. But at, are they going to replace it with an IP? Probably not. I wouldn't expect them to. Um, And I think that's kind of what it comes down to me at the end is financials. And is Universal going to find the need to put in more money to replace these houses completely um, when they already have existing houses? Where I I think if you leave the houses, you're not going to lose draw next year for people. I I mean, however many thousands of people saw them this year, they're not going to say, well, I already saw two or even three of those houses so i'm not going to come back next year i I don't see that happening yeah so financially for universal i don't know yeah well that that brings up an interesting point just because the people that got a chance to see these houses are the diehards that that traveled to see it or live locally enough to go see it multiple times i would be very interested to see how a 
Revenge of the Two Fairy would perform with your your casual guests. Like that's one of my favorite things after going for a couple of weeks, like hearing people exit the houses and talking about their favorite scenes and whether or not that worked for them. You did say something about the originals not being a draw. And while I think that's initially true, we have seen it happen, especially with houses like Scarecrow, The Reaping. And of course, this is an IP, but an original IP. We kind of saw it with Universal Monsters last year where word of mouth really is kind of the deciding factor for these original houses. So I'd be curious if uh, Revenge of the Two Fairy and The Bride of Frankenstein Lives can kind of, if they're going to be able to attract enough of that general guest satisfaction to become like, to, oh man, you got to go out of your way to see this. mm. See, I almost look at that as a different aspect, as the point of, we're talking about the people who did not get to see this. Is it almost more yeah. of a draw if they bring them back because people didn't get to experience them this year? So it's like, oh, this is my chance. Now that they're back, do I go see that? More than it would be in just a general, like, new original or new uh, Universal Monsters property. Mm-hmm. My question for you is Revenge of the Two Fairy was actually filmed and The Bride of Frankenstein mm-hmm. Lives was not. Yeah. Do you think that plays into anything at all as far as do you think Two Fairy has its preservation online now and that was your, hey, if you really like this, come out and see it? Or do you think that that has no play whatsoever on these two houses returning? Uh, I'm kind of caught in the middle there. While I think that could be a factor, it's, hey, we're dropping this out because well, you're not going to get to see it in person, so watch it on YouTube. It's a possibility, uh, absolutely. But I try not to read too much into that because there was a um, bride video. It just wasn't the full walkthrough that we got for fairies. Um, sure, sure. Again, just really trying not to read too much into it, but there is potential there is something in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about Beetlejuice in a second, but I kind of wanted to switch gears real quick because before Beetlejuice was even announced, we actually got a little announcement that Puppet Theater Captive Audience was our first official announcement for HHN uh, 30. Um, This is a house that had been speculated the entire season and to get it kind of as a, hey, you know what, this is normally where we'd be like, getting ready to say goodbye to HHN, but instead, hey, like, go ahead and get excited for the event next year. Puppet Theater, like, how are you feeling about that? I know that this was one that you guys talked a lot about as far as kind of like what's its place in the event. And I think this one is one of the tent locations, but as far as like what the house was supposed to represent, and we got a little bit of insight into that. Oh, I I mean, I could speak for the entire 365 crew when i say this is something that we were pretty high on as far as hype lists go um we we were anticipating this house heavily so we were pretty excited when we saw that this was the house that got that like uh end of season announcement uh or yeah i mean they kind of tried not to announce it and just kind of snuck it in there uh it was it's a sure. very kind of awkward thing uh, but they did announce it at the end of the day um i think from what we saw of it in the video um, it it kind of meets what we expected out of it. Um, I've I've also heard very good things about the house, and uh, specifically like um, not the facade, but the indoor facade, uh, should I say? Um, so I, it's it's been one of those things that's been building the whole time, and then when this came out, I just got even more hype about it, and the fact that we got that announcement, uh, like you said, kind of normally would to the point where it's like you're upset that the season's over. But with the way this year has gone, getting that announcement at that point kind of like amps up that hype level for you. 
kind of sucks that we have to wait almost a year till we actually get to experience it or uh get to see anything of it really at this point um but yeah no it, it's something that uh, i'm very excited about the 365 crew is very excited about i i like the way they teased it and released it um i don't want to say excited again but we're excited sure sure yeah and i'm i'm right there with you i think this one's going to be great i do want to ask the the technical question of <laughs> this is going to be our entitled fan moment of the day, which I try to avoid if at all possible, but I feel like it is something just being in the stay and screamcast, like <laughs> round table format. Like it's something that comes up just because we're very fortunate to be local. Mm. Does presumably knowing four of the houses that could be next year, does that put any damper on 30 for you at all? No, it does not put any damper on 30. It's funny. I was actually talking with someone earlier today about, how much different this off season is going to be though. Cause like, yeah, I'd say we potentially know four. There, there's the potential we know anywhere from, I'd say seven to, to 10 of the house or eh, seven to nine of the houses. Um, sure. You know, uh, so the off season is going to change and that hype for the off season is going to change that whole period of what April to August is going to be way different now. Um, yeah, but for yeah. 30 itself and the actual HHN season, I don't really think it changes too much. Um, will I be less excited to see Bride uh, and Fairies? I, I mean, yeah, especially if they're the same condition. If by some miracle we get uh, full on HHN and without the restrictions, then I'll be just as hyped, potentially even more hyped to see them at their full potential. Um, sure. So no, no, for 30, not really. I think this is as good of a place as any to ask. So there's a lot of speculation just looking at the the spec maps um, from our HN Nightmares friends. Um, it sounds like Billy uh, Billy Eilish, which was heavily rumored, heavily debated, and discussed uh, amongst all your social media platforms, will probably not be returning. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, will probably not be returning next year, and that's going to open up the Shrek Theater for a new property. But besides that, knowing hypothetically knowing possibly nine of these houses and not only that, but um, shout out to those guys. They do awesome work, but like those titles kind of match up with everything that we had seen prior to. So like, unless the titles change, we've even got the basically an idea of what the houses are (laughs) because the titles are spot on like puppet theater, captive audience, I think was posted uh, Mm -hmm. before the video went up. Um, it, It does kind of play into it a little bit because there's, I feel like a big part of people who are listening to this and and me and you is that off, excuse me, that off season speculation and hype, like you just said, and kind of missing out on that this year. Yeah. It's something that is going to be missed just because like that is something for us diehards to keep our our appetite wet while we're uh, waiting for the actual event. Um, So it is going to be a super weird off season, but it's going to be one of those things. I think next year I'm just going to be so glad to, hopefully have close to a full event, if not a full event, that it's it's not going to matter. I, I'm just going to be excited to be back in that atmosphere because as great as these houses were, you kind of can't, com- well, you can't compare the experience of walking down the dark streets of Universal Studios Florida with the ambient music bumping and the screams of the park. It's just not the same thing. And HHN is, I would argue HHN is half atmosphere and half houses. Um, and I don't think anybody would disagree with that. There was definitely that that half of the the event that was missing outside of the houses this year. Oh, I, I 100% agree with that. I this to 
what we had this year to me was no way HHN. We got to experience a couple or for the lucky few, three houses. Um, but we did not experience HHN whatsoever. It wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel the same. They they tried their best. They gave us food options. They gave us some houses. There were some atmospheric changes in locations, but it wasn't HHN. Um, sure. So no matter what happens next year, if we get 10 houses, if we get some scare zones, if we get a, a show, the lighting, being there at night, all of that will completely change it, and it will feel like HHN at the very least, even if it's a limited capacity HHN. Yeah, um, and bring back Dufftoberfest. Yeah, Otherwise, we're going to riot. I'm not coming back. Yeah. You don't. I'm, I'm <laughs> furious. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Another point, we were discussing kind of how the offseason would change, and, and we're not going to get to have those same discussions about what houses will be here. I mean, we can, but it will be futile. Like, we kind of know for the most part what's coming, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah. And I, I think like just just kind of spinning off of that, I really don't see any of the rumored stuff minus things like Billy or the houses that we've already seen shifting. Yeah. I really don't see. I've seen some people that are talking about, oh, like uh, Haunting of Hill House is gone and Texas Chainsaw Massacre is gone. I, I really, to be perfectly honest, I don't see those shifting anywhere. I think those properties, even if removed from their timeliness, are, are still going to stand up, you know, just as is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't tied to anything. They're just bringing it back because it's mm. a popular thing. And next year, it's actually even more relevant than it was true. Um, with the, the new movie coming out. Mm. And then Haunting of Hill House, like just because Stranger Things uh, 2 was releasing at the time when they did the first Stranger Things house didn't prevent that from being focused on season one. I just don't think that that's a factor at all as far as brands congruity yeah no i completely agree i think there could be some fun conversations that we had about hill house potentially um i Mm -hmm. I don't think it changes at the end of the day um texas chainsaw massacre yeah i mean it's it's just like one of those timeless horror properties that it doesn't really matter like why why would you change it there's no reason to. like you said it, it honestly becomes more relevant next year so i mean i i'm sure it's back uh, what I was going to say earlier, though, is in the in the past two years, I'm sure you've noticed this. I want to say two, maybe maybe three years that the community in the offseason has become a lot more active. Um, so even though we won't get like the whole like kind of house speculation, I think there's going to be a lot of conversation and, and just a lot of hype going into the season because the community is. I don't want to say the community as a whole, but there's this like section of people who talk about Horror Nights 365 that's a pun i didn't mean to do it (laughs) Uh, they talk about it year round it's become more of a thing the past few years and there's like discords there's forums that are way more active than they ever were um so i think this off season is still going to be a lot of fun just you know maybe we'll tone it down a bit on the house speculation so i think we'll have a fun off season still and hopefully into a you know the horror nights that we deserve to have next year I agree. I think a lot of that does come from, you know, one of the things that we've talked about several times is just how HHN has, I think it's keeps attracting new people every single year with, with different properties, whether that is Beetlejuice, uh, whether that is Ghostbusters, whether that is Stranger Things, uh, people that are finding their love for HHN even more so. Like I, I know people that have gone since 20. I've known people that have gone since 22 
that have enjoyed HHN, but have really adopted the love it for life aspect and point of view. Like it's just become part of their, their daily diet. It's something that they consume 365 days a year. And I think with the, the fan base skewing, uh, I I don't want to say younger, uh, but I do want to say just kind of younger people. I think those people are more likely to have Twitter accounts dedicated Mm -hmm. to HHN memes and just like discussion. And like, it's, it's a constant point of, of thing instead of just kind of like the old figureheads that basically put out that material year long. I, I think you're on to something where you're you're saying that the entire community has really adopted that instead of just like the main people that we used to look to for um, information and resources. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the perfect way to look at it where you're saying we're getting into the age where new coming HHN fans or not even new coming, but people who have been HHN fans you know, for a shorter period they're going to be heavily on social media compared to the older older fans. So we're to the point sure. where people who may have been HHN friends forever, like the, what was the outlet to talk with? You had like a forum or two, but now it's, you know, social media is there, Twitter's there, Instagram's there. So if you are an HHN fan and you're thinking about HHN, you have that outlet and it's a growing thing. And I don't think that's going to stop uh, just because of what's happened and the lack of speculation that will be necessary. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the HHN community, we poke fun sometimes just because like we're all guilty of it. We're so ravenous for material at any time of the year. Like you could just take a picture of a guardrail outside of your grocery store uh, due to COVID precautions and just be like really missing HHN right now and get like 200 retweets and a thousand likes. Like that's basically where we're at. Um, it is one of those things that's really become, I just think as social media has become more and more prevalent and like Something we haven't talked about at all, and I don't really want to go down this tangent, but um, HHN TikTok is like a really real thing that hasn't had a chance to kind of like break out yet, because I think a lot of the people that would be doing that, this would have been their year to kind of Mm -hmm. delve into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm interested to see where that goes next year as far as just like social media and um, video creation, that sort of thing. Yeah, I was going to say just beyond TikTok, like. Uh, YouTube or anything that's beyond just a text format. I think we're starting to get to that era where the HHN community is going to visually show, um, just just show up, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm really excited for this moving forward. Like you said, I think this was the year where I think you were going to start to see a lot of that TikTok. You were going to see a, a bunch of new HHN YouTube channels, but there was nothing to do. Um so now there's kind yeah. of this whole off season to build off. So I'm almost expecting like once we hit like typical announcement season or summer that we're start see some of this build up uh, YouTube channels, TikToks, uh, just a shit ton of HHN content that we wouldn't have seen in previous years. Yeah. So I guess we should go ahead and address the elephant in the room, though. Uh, Beetlejuice. Let's not necessarily talk about what the experience for Beetlejuice was. I think we've both covered that enough. People know what the situation was. People know that it was just like dropped out of the sky, get here or die um, style situation, basically turning one of the most beloved Halloween movies of all time into a battle Royale. Um, (laughs) But, but like besides that, just talking about Beetlejuice as a whole, um, I think you and I were both very impressed with, with what they managed to do here. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you've listened to what I've said before, even going back to speculations, this is something that I would compare to what we got with 
Ghostbusters last year, and I think most people yeah. would naturally. I wasn't too impressed with Ghostbusters. There, there are many reasons. Beetlejuice, though, like I think they nailed the essence of not only the property, but what an HHN house is, and I think it meshed sure. so well. And I, I was one of those people. I didn't necessarily didn't believe that they couldn't pull off more of the kind of family. I don't want to say family friendly, but the more just like basic Halloween style more than horror. But they did. They did it. Yeah. And I've been waiting for it to happen at a level that I appreciate. And I think this is it. And we're talking about this house with the, the restrictions in place. I can't even imagine what I think about this house once they actually get it at full capacity. I don't know if we'll ever see that. It's very possible we don't. Uh, honestly, at this point, it might be likely, but man, yeah, I, I was very impressed with the house. I think the the common remark that I had about Ghostbusters and other people had about Ghostbusters last year is that Ghostbusters just needed an omnivore system, an omnivore. <laughs> Ghostbusters just needed a omnimover system through the middle of it, and it would have been a perfect Ghostbusters dark ride, right? Correct. I think with Beetlejuice, they very smartly said, okay, Beetlejuice is fun and wacky. Let's basically make a fun house surrounded with the Beetlejuice property and turn it into a haunted house. And that's what you got. Um, I do think that Beetlejuice improves on lessons that were learned from uh, Ghostbusters. I think that the ghost or excuse me, Beetlejuice is not a very scary house at all. I would probably put it like, I don't know. Do you think like a four or a five is about good on the scare factor? Uh, If that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty light. I would actually even say the the librarian ghost in Ghostbusters is scarier than anything that was in the Beetlejuice house. Um, but that that could be subjective. But my point that. being is, yeah, <laughs> absolutely terrifying. Um, the uh, Beetlejuice is not a very scary house, but I think that its scares are more uh, correctly placed. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like interacting with people, I think that they're very smart to the opening scene alone. Like if that was the only thing in the house, I would have gone. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. They nailed it. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Which is just like shout out to the actors who who are doing Beetlejuice in that scene. But like it is such a mishmash of elements. But I think something that stuck out to me that you said is just the way that they captured the aesthetic of Tim Burton in a walkthrough attraction like this is, is really something special. It's the first time something like that's ever been done. Um, of course there is haunted mansion holiday, which is a ride, but just talking about an actual walkthrough experience, um, they, they really captured that feel and something really special here. And I think it really is going to be a big crowd pleaser. And I actually think the parade warehouse is a perfect location for it. I'm actually really happy. You mentioned uh, haunted mansion holidays, the way you capture that aesthetic aesthetic, because you were saying if you just put an Omni mover through Ghostbusters, you got a great dark ride. I think that's because that's kind of the only way you've ever seen anything like this pulled off, right? When have we ever seen a haunted yeah. house um, of this style, uh, of this genre, honestly, pulled off well? And I'd argue that we really haven't. I mean, it might exist somewhere, uh, but nothing kind of mainstream haunts. Um, sure. So having this exist and be at the level it is, is see, it's tough for me to rate this house because of what it actually is versus the fact that this is actually happening at the level it is for the first time, you know? 
Sure, sure. I do think that this is a, a valid conversation to have. I do want people to kind of temper their expectations, not as far as the house being bad or anything like that. But I saw a lot of reports as far as like, this is my favorite house of all time. This is one of the, mm-hmm. the greatest houses I've ever been through. And to that, I'm going to say, um, you've got a couple that with the people that went that weekend and were fortunate enough to go are, for the most part, diehard Beetlejuice oh, people. Yeah. Um, the are relatively newer fans to the circle, which is not something that I'm frowning upon at all. I'm just saying that when you have a property like that being represented and you are new to the event, you are going to boost it a couple of points, whether that's subconsciously or not. Um, and then I just think the, the hype for it this year also plays a huge factor into it. Um, this house, I do think it could have backfired. I think if this house was trash, um, the, they would have had a major situation on their hands, but the fact that this is the thing that people were anticipating all preseason, all of, okay, well, I guess I'll get it next year. Um, so many different factors came together that I think people are putting it a lot higher than I would put it, despite it being a very good house. I, I mean, I'll say it right now. Like there's people again saying it's their favorite house ever. It's not top 25 for me. It's not even close in its current state. It's a fun house that I really enjoyed. That's where it's at. But on to yeah. the points you made, they, they're absolutely correct. Have you ever seen as much cosplay for a property ever at HHN? Because I haven't. Mm-mm. Like, ha- not half. A good quarter of the people going through that house were in some sort of cosplay. Um, or uh, what's the term they use at uh, when you do it at Disney? Um um disney bounding like bounding like they were doing some sort of dressing up for that property at least a quarter of the people there it was insane it was absolutely insane yeah horror nights has never had a property that is so limited you had two days to go there the only thing that we have anything similar was an unannounced scare zone at hhn uh what 24 uh 19 yeah that's it that's the only experience we've had like that that's so limited. I think there were so many factors that people hype this up for. While it was a great house, it was fun. Yeah, it's it's not an all-timer, at least from what we've seen yet. Who knows? Maybe they bust sure. it out and we get to see it at full capacity, and it is. Um, but like you said, kind of temper your expectations. If you're listening to this and you're about to walk into HHN 30 for the first time, it's not the best house ever, probably. You're probably not going to think it is. It's a fun house enjoy the property. Sure. I do think there is that important thing that I I do want to reiterate again, just in case anybody thinks that we're, um, and I know you're not just from being your friend and I I know I'm not, but just like, if this is a property that means so much to you, like I know it does for several people, you're going to go in, you're going to have a blast. And like, that's really what matters. And Duff, Duff and I will tell you, there's a huge difference between what is objectively the best houses that we've seen at Halloween Horror Nights and our favorite houses. Correct. Um, there is a dis like our top fives. I would probably argue as far as our favorite and our best are similar, but things are going to shift positions. Things are going to um, be adjusted based on that. So at Beetlejuice is your jam. It's what you live and breathe by. The musical is your thing. You've got a Beetlejuice portrait tattooed on your upper arm. Um, this is going to be 
something that's going to be very special for you. And I'm very fortunate. I got that experience with Ghostbusters last year. Um, Duff will get it when they bring back Jurassic Park Evolution. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we, we can, uh, what, what was it? Are, are you the one that was, uh, remind me, are, are we pushing for Gremlins for 31 for you? Is that yours? I, it, it's not Jurassic Park level, but I am pushing. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, same here. I, I think Gremlins is like, I, I really think Gremlins is like the next one to tackle, to be perfectly honest. I love it when they do Christmas at the event, and I just think Gremlins, it's it's due. And hopefully using the Beetlejuice lessons and the Ghostbusters lessons, they can really knock oh, uh, um, Gremlins out when they, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll be amazing. And then I should also add, yes, to what you said, what I said is all strictly based on just generic HHN house. If you're a huge fan of the property, obviously uh, mileage may vary. Yeah. 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 Um, I will say, I think it's better than um, houses like the exorcist, uh, the shining um, some other major heavy hitters in recent memory. I know that's a very objective thing, but for me personally, it blows both those out. So um, American horror story two, I think is better than that. So there, there's a lot of heavy hitters. I would actually put it beyond. Yeah, same. Definitely. I think um, as far as IPs go, I think if you're just talking execution of the property itself, at least in the past five years it's it's really up there yeah yeah i still think i think objectively um i know you're not crazy about poltergeist that that one wins for me but i think we'll both find common ground on um stranger things as far as the first house probably takes the cake for that for for me yeah no that that's uh it, it sums I was about to go into a rant but i'm not going to yes i agree <laughs> yeah yeah well, so just kind of winding down here, like I said, we are going to play the recorded episode, which was remind me, Duff, what what was that last episode that we recorded that, that never got uploaded? Uh, that's a good question. I don't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> I think it was. Was it this or that? Uh, was it? I think it was. Oh, no, I'll tell you what it was. It was. Do you want to see this come back to the event? Yes or no. And why? Ah, Yeah, that that very random thing we came up with two seconds before recording. Yes, <laughs> I remember. Yeah. It was a good episode, though. I it went longer it. than expected. That. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. now you get to hear it. our little extravagant yeah. today. Or yeah, we'll blow it out for you guys. Consider this a double leaf uh, celebration. So I'll tell you what, we'll go ahead and play that episode right here. And then we'll have you back to close out the show. So what Duff proposed that we do today, uh, this was an idea, is something nice and simple. Um, it, it doesn't always have to be a full in-depth conversation breaking down Halloween Horror Nights when you're with a friend over drinks or, or a donut in this case. Um, so basically, we're just going to kind of do a round robin as far as like tossing, basically ping-ponging. Yeah. Um, a couple different houses, maybe a couple different scare zones back and forth yep. to each other. And we're basically just going to say yay, nay, eh. rating of, of one to five stars, you know, that kind of thing. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hit the Bartman and dive into this week's episode.
All right, so uh, I guess I'll start off for you. Sure. Okay, so let's start off with a uh, let's start off with an easy one. Um, I'm going to say let's say they announce the return of Saw from HHN27. Now, this is just for the property in general. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so let's just say the property in general returning, not an exact copy of that house. Nay. Nay? Nay. Yeah. Why is that? Um, 27's left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I think the thing... I, uh, the property for HHN House, I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. I think you and I have talked about it before, but Saw is so dependent on, on your timing. Mm-hmm. If you miss... The, those sets seem to have really long reset times mm-hmm. so if you miss their 15 second loop or whatever you're basically walking through the house with nothing happening and i felt like every time i went through saw that was the issue there yeah yeah i i agree with that yeah. um yeah still name big name all right <laughs> uh so i'm gonna give you i'll give you a returning property as well okay insidious insidious um i think insidious would be cool I know we have seen it a few times, so I'm going to go with yes. Yes. Um, the reason being is I think Insidious is one of those modern horror properties that works for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, well, I know for a fact it's it's like Insidious and the Conjuring franchise are the ones that people work uh, with. Um, the one from 25, great reputation. Of course, the last time we saw Insidious was the ending of HHN 27 with their kind of like finale room and everything like that. Which was all right, but I think if you're going more along the lines of having a dedicated tent, and you know Hollywood's done Insidious a couple times yep. since, um, I think Insidious still works for people. It okay. still pulls people in, and I do think they need to pull in more of that that horror audience from like the 2010s because that's a lot of people that are attending the event in general now. Does it move your excitement meter at all, though? Personally, I would be moderately excited. For okay. It. I, I would be it, it would be one of those houses where it would probably be like middle bottom of like my pre-event like hype list mm-hmm. with a lot of room to grow yeah yeah I think yeah. not that I need to talk about it for ping pong yeah. but I was gonna say it's probably about my level as like Texas Chainsaw Massacre would have been this year sure, yeah, sure. That, like sure it's coming okay just because you've seen oh, okay. it yeah I get it all right well let's talk about one that it would actually make its third year returning if it was to happen Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, Let's say specifically in the Scare Zone format. Scare Zone, yes. Yeah. Scare Zone, yes. House, I don't know if I needed to see another crack at it. Yeah. Um, One of my, for being such a not well fleshed out Scare Zone, you know, it was basically a prop and the scare actors. Yeah. In music. Um, I think that's the best you can do. And it's still like one of my favorite Scare Zones, at least from like a fun factor. Sure. Um, So I'd take that again all day. The house. I didn't love the house. I don't know how much more you could do with the house. So I feel like everything they did in the house was like as good as you could possibly do that property. Yeah. Um, I will say I think there's a lot of room to expand with Killer Clowns on the streets. Definitely. Like if you were to move that over to Hollywood and do it where they've got like the giant like clown vehicle and everything like that, um, I think they could really do. Uh, I, I don't know the name. Sorry, Connor. I know you're listening. Um, the vacuum. Vehicle oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. goes around sucking up the cotton candies. Um, I think there's a lot of fun you could do there. Yeah, no, uh, exactly. Expand what you did 28, and I'd love to see it back. So it scares yeah. me. But I feel like if you did bring it back, that would have to be the last time. Um, at least for the foreseeable future, I'd say. I'd say at least a five-year buffer. Honestly, I think that is something that we're at the point where you probably want to give it a little while. A little while before you bring it back. 
Yeah. Because um, then it'll be nostalgic again. Even American Werewolf had a two-year gap. Oh, yeah. So, wow. Well, I guess one-year gap, right? Yeah, so, just, well, yeah. Only took one year off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What you got for me? So, actually, that sets me up well. You said it, and I was like, you know what? I know you love this house. You love this property. Would you take another carbon copy of American Werewolf in London? No. No. I think, I think having two carbon copies, um, well, having the original and then one carbon copy... Even though it was, like, enhanced and, like, it was a little bit refined, I think that house has kind of had its day. Um, it would be hard for you to justify bringing back something like American Werewolf. Yeah. As beloved as it is, it kind of would take away a little bit. The thing about HHN that's so special is that normally you get one chance to see this, and if you miss it, it's gone. Yep. And the reason they brought it back for the 25th is not only was it the highest rated maze at that time, um, they, they wanted to boost the house count yep. is what it boils yep. down to. Um, so it served its purpose, but when you're already working with a lineup of 10 and possibly moving into as many as like 12 or 13 houses in the future, mm-hmm. which is still crazy to me. Like, I want to see what that's, that map looks like. I, yeah, that's, I mean, you're already talking budgets, uh, are going to be a little bit more constrained. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think American Werewolf has, the dog has had its day. Okay. Yeah. So you gave me the answer I was hoping you'd give. Yeah. I just wanted to see how tempted you could be. Yeah. Because, you know, I know your history with the house, so... Sure. I thought there was a possibility you'd still be like, mm, you know, <laughs> maybe... I get it. But looking at the event as a whole, and fortunately having had the opportunity to see that house, um, I gotta say, it's probably time to let it out. I go. will say I would be open to the return of, if one day they ever did... Um, Universal monsters, as far as like not the actual classic monsters, but Universal's monster movie picture history. If they were to bring back, say, like the Moors or the transformation yeah. and subway scene, I think that could be cool as far as a way of people to see that house mm. without seeing that house. Agreed. Throw it in there with a thing, a couple of other Universal monster movies. I think that would actually go pretty well. Oh, yeah, people. sure. I, I, at some point, we got to see something like that, right? Yeah. Where, yeah. Where it's not just the classic monsters that we're used to seeing, but we're just going to get a full on. Yeah, basically silver screens, but specifically for Universal-owned stuff. And even though they still have to license that stuff, I imagine it's a little bit easier to manage something I don't think there's much of a chance of you getting a no or anything. Yeah, yeah, You're going to get the property. It's not like you're going to get Alien from Fox slash Disney plus American Werewolf, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, going off this one, I'm going to toss you an original, actually. Okay. Does Depths of Fear deserve another chance? Uh, yes. Yeah? Because I think there's enough where you could take the existing plot, uh, like Fathom Corp and everything involved in that, and either do a prequel or a sequel kind of mm-hmm. style. Um, because I think it deserved better than it got. Okay. And I think a lot of that came down to, obviously, the unfortunate circumstance of the costumes. Yeah. Um, so, I want to see Depths of Fear get a second crack. Yeah. Um, like a sequel format, and... Uh, hopefully redesign the monsters a little bit too not look so cheesy i'm thinking so the whenever you're bringing back something you have to look at how popular it was right Mm -hmm. deaths of fear i'm not too sure where that was like on the general public i i didn't hear uh joe walking through the park and he was like man we've got to go see deaths of fear again absolutely not so like it is one of those things it's like it's probably a one and done yeah but i I don't expect it I would. It would be cool to see them try to take another crack at an underwater house, just because that is such yeah, a cool. I love concept. that concept too. Yeah, and I think there's a few scenes where it showed like how cool that can be. Yeah. Um, so, give me a house where it's all cool like that, 
I'm happy. Yeah. Do I think it'll happen? No. Sure. Very, very unlikely. But like, if I was making the decisions and someone asked me, should we ever give this a shot? I'd say yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Um. So for my next one, I'm gonna go a little bit more recent, and I'm gonna go an original, specifically a sequel to what it is. Okay. And I'm interested to see what you think because a lot of people don't know if a sequel is possible. That's Graveyard Games. Yeah. So the thing about Graveyard Games is I feel like that story was kind of a one and done. Mm -hmm. It told everything that needed to be told. I'm not sure how you do the Vengeful Spirits angle again without basically just doing what would essentially be a remake of that house. Um, That's not to say they couldn't, but I I don't think we see Graveyard Games 2. I think we see Graveyard something else. Uh, (laughs) Graveyard Smash or something (laughs) like that. Uh, it's, It's a bunch of teenagers playing super smash brothers in a graveyard for some reason i'm down um, for it <laughs> yeah I'm me too how do i how do i get that rip tour um yeah i i think people would like to see it but the thing is i see that evolving into a different concept versus being a direct sequel okay yeah so uh, we'll, we'll call that a no then that sounds yeah. like a no Let, let's I say no about a sequel yeah um so I, I kind of agree with you too yeah. i don't th- i think Obviously, I love the atmosphere and the story that was in Graveyard Games. Sure. I don't see how you carry it on. We've kind of talked about this before, I would say but. Graveyard Games is kind of a spiritual successor to something like Winter's Night, mm-hmm. um, where basically you're taking that kind of idea and then evolving it into something else. Yep. Um, less so than being a direct sequel. I mm-hmm. think there is, no pun intended, a spiritual successor to that. Fair. Um, so I'm actually going to throw you a curveball here. I'm going to toss you an icon. Okay. Yeah, this is interesting. Do we get do we get another uh, chance at the storyteller? Is that something if they do as the focal icon of the event as the thing. focal icon of the event, bringing her back in a revamped way, kind of like what you saw from Jack with twenty five. No, no, I don't think we do, and I don't think we need to. Yeah, because there's already a better icon you could use from that year, so. Understood. I mean, I, I don't know. Storyteller is probably one of the easier icons to tie in however you want because it tells stories. Sure. So you can literally involve her into every event. Well, there's good work. She's supposedly tied into the Two Fairy House. Yeah. Um, so easy to use. I could see why they'd be tempted to, but not a, not an intriguing icon in any way for me. Yeah. I don't think she moves the needle for the general public either. Um, she's just kind of there. She is yeah. one of the big four, though. She is, but I think one of the big four because of when she took place. Sure. For, I, if she happened in, say, 2009, do you if think she was she'd the be 2011 as big? icon? Yeah. Would yeah. she be as big as she is? That's a good question. Probably not. Yeah, I can't honestly say. It's because say she's it. had the multiple features, because then she made it to Sweet 16, and then every like anniversary since. So she's had so many appearances, I think it's kind of become a, oh, she's one of the big ones. Yeah. It's just because she was one of the earlier ones. Sure. Because. Um, if you replaced, or if you didn't replace Terra Queen with her, Terra Queen's in that spot for sure. Sure. Simply for being there at HHN 15. Well, now my question is, not to not to get too tangentially, but you know what? This We can record as much as we want. That's the beauty of it. Do you think the director works in today's day and age? Or do you think he needs kind of a revamp if they were to ever reuse him? Um... I think he works still. Yeah. I mean... I think that would have to be a very, like, slasher-heavy year. 
Yeah. Like if they were to yeah. do a Titans of Terror type deal, mm-hmm. I could see the director kind of doing that because that directly ties into All Night Die In. Yeah. Which would Universal would have to promote as the first time ever on the East Coast <laughs> of them all being together. Um, you know. Yeah, no, I think so. I think he could work. Like you said, I don't think he's just going to fit in any old year. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely going to have to be tailored to him, but he'd still work in this day and age. Cool. Um, so actually, I'll talk about the icon I was going to ask you about then. Sure. Uh, do you think we could or would you like to see Lady Luck again as focal icon? So the thing about Lady Luck is she is arguably the icon that was the most perfect like execution of an icon. Not as far as like how she was actually put in the, the park. But 21 was the best year to use her for. Like, I, I feel like that directly had a hand in her design and why she was the icon. Um, obviously, just because 21 and the focal point on gambling and that sort of thing, I don't think she works in any other year. Okay. I, I would like more representation for her. If this supposed icon's house, if we have a Lady Luck-themed, like, casino room or something like that, okay. that would be awesome. Yeah. But I don't think she ever returns as an icon again. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed with that. Yeah. Just like I don't think fear ever becomes the main headliner of the event either. No, no. I think... He'll have his presence. I think for different reasons. I think he could be an icon again. I just don't think they they will. tie it back, I don't yet. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason to. And he just wasn't... He wasn't the hit they expected. Sure. You could tell that they definitely thought fear would be like a big thing for HHN and it just... You can come off that way. You kind of take away some of the agency of the other icons by making them subservient Mm -hmm. but like I was very fortunate to like you and I were talking about I actually talked to Patrick and I actually asked him about this on the interview that's going to go up on Catacomb soon and basically he said none of the icons are subservient to fear they utilize fear as a way to become a stronger better version of themselves Mm -hmm. and while I like that idea I don't feel like most of the fan base who appreciates the icon feels that way. Yeah. It feels like fear becomes the overlord and takes over everybody instead of the icons being their own independent yeah. identity. More like a sell your soul to the devil kind of thing that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I like the idea and I like the basically the, the execution behind it, but the way that the fan base took what was being said is very different than what the original plan was, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I mean, we've evolved 10 years past that now, too. Yeah. Because think about it at the time. We were only 10 years into Icon history yeah. when Fear starts. Yeah. And now so much has happened since we've even seen him. Sure. That um, I, I think it would be tough to come back and be like, oh, yeah, and here's the guy who runs all the shit you've been seeing since, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Possible, but I feel like there's there would be a lot of backtracking. And, and just plots that, like, they're pulling out of nowhere. I do think we're due for another... Like, I think that... So, with 30, I think that, that Jack is going to be the icon, right? Yeah. I, uh, I know people are like, oh my goodness, like, Jack again. That kind of idea. But, like, like I've said on Twitter, um, a lot of people haven't had the chance to see Jack that are part of the new fan base. Sure. And then, secondly, after having this gap year this year, returning, hopefully, next year... I think Jack kind of has to be the focal point because he is the face of Horror Nights. Um, I can't think of... It sounds weird to describe Jack this way, but, like, he's the warm hug of us coming back to Halloween Horror Nights, I think. That said, I do think that... People always forget that, like, we have had an icon year relatively recently with 26. Chance was an icon. And I think talking about Jack returning this 
slash next year. Yeah. Anytime that you're doing a, here are all the icons, I think Jack's always going to be the headliner. He's, he's the ringleader. He's, exactly. Yeah. I don't think that's ever going to change unless they do something dramatic and, like, kill him off at some point or sure. something. Sure. Well, I think, and the reason I bring this up is is not specifically to talk about 30, but, like, I honestly think 31, just like 21 was great for Lady Luck, I think 31 is the perfect chance for them to do the Nathaniel Crow story. Yeah, definitely. Um, directly tying into Halloween's date, you know, yep. the 31st, 31st anniversary. I think that's your chance. If you're going to do Mr. Crow, that's when you need to do yeah. it. I, and I think that has potential to be fantastic icon and like overarching icon as well for the event. I think the popularity of the Pumpkin Lord characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we had the house rumor this year with yep. uh, Wicked Growth. Um, the fact that they keep using the image from Twisted Tradition with the tall pumpkin guys. Mm-hmm. The truth is, you do a pumpkin mascot ice icon that works for the public. Yep. I think so. You just whether or not you get the backstory out there to people, I think he works regardless. Yep. And those Twisted Tradition pumpkin characters are some of the best walk-around characters. They're my favorite still walkers. Easy. They're amazing. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. awesome. One of my favorite stories is uh, I was in line for Halloween 4 during 28. Um, so, of course, at the Shrek Theater. And uh, the Halloween 4 theme starts playing on that park-wide music loop, like mm-hmm. in the Harvest. They were up there. And uh, one of them is doing the hand-shuffling motion to the Halloween theme. And it was fantastic. <laughs> I've never forgotten that. I've got like a three-second clip of it, and I just wish it was longer. Um, but yeah, so let me toss you one now. Yep. This is one that has happened many, many times already. Okay. But one of the biggest faces in the entire world when it comes to horror. Uh-huh. Yeah, you already know. Uh-huh. So, Halloween. Yes. Is Halloween going to move the needle at all for you? when it eventually comes back because it will come back um it will it'll move the needle because it's halloween yeah like you know i think everyone who enjoys horror has some affinity towards that franchise right um so whether i'd be excited about the possibility of the house is a different story but just seeing it on the list is like oh Okay. Halloween. Yeah. And it is one of those that I think, like you said, with Texas or Insidious, it is one of those that in comparison to originals or whatever the big IP is that year, probably like middle lower, just because we have an idea of what to expect. We've seen Halloween three times officially, not Mm -hmm. counting the unofficial iterations. So it is one of those. It's like, I can't put this at the top of my list anymore, but some people, Michael Myers shows up, that's immediately number one on the list. Oh, yeah, definitely. So... Um, Won't be the case for me, but it will move the needle for me, at the very least. Do I think we need to see it in the coming years? Probably not. I think I could go another several years without it. I think once we hit, like, if they decide to do a capper for, like, this new trilogy that Blum is releasing, Mm -hmm. so with the Halloween, uh, Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends trilogy, if they decide to do that as a house, and 2022 I think that's going to work for people just because that's a different version of Michael than what we've already had Mm -hmm. Um, you worded that as would it move the needle for me and kind of but like you kind of alluded to it would absolutely move the needle for the general public yeah that's one of those franchises that they'll market the hell out of that they have Halloween at the event well I've said before I just think that every year every year could and possibly should need representation by 
one of the classics of mm. horror. I think that you could either do Leatherface, Freddy, Jason, or Michael on alternating years, mm-hmm. and that would that would move the needle for people. Yeah, because people want to walk through that stuff. And um, I will say, just because we've had Halloween so many times, Hollywood's been fortunate to get Titans of Terror. We haven't seen Freddy or Jason since twenty five. Yep. Um, so if you announce a Friday the Thirteenth house, you know that's like that's that's top of the yeah. rung for me. Um, so yeah, I was just curious about Halloween there. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth, though, I will take well before Halloween. Yeah, well yeah. before. Same thing for Nightmare on Elm Street. Just, I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah, agree. Again, yeah. I guess that is what you said you prefer. Yeah. Well, we haven't uh, we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen Nightmare as a standalone since mm. seventeen. So, like, that's a huge time. So, here's my hot take that I've talked about on Twitter before, and that's, I like Freddy. Yeah. Don't necessarily love Nightmare as as movies. Okay. Um, Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get some hate mail for that one. I'm glad this one's on your feed. Yeah, I don't think they're as good as they're made out to be. Sure. So, I'll move on instead of harping on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how many we got left. Uh, but I will throw... I've got two more after this. Okay. So. A show the style of Carnival of Carnage. Yeah. Will we see it? Will we see it? I think so. Okay. I think with the 30th anniversary and, like, logistically speaking, you're going to have to replace something in the AOV slot. I think celebrating the 30th anniversary, possibly the 31st, uh, the year after... They are going to do something like that. Mm. I will be interested to see, especially after seeing how the general public was so excited for Beetlejuice this year, the amount of merchandise sold, um, hopefully the Beetlejuice house next year, which I'm like 99% confident on. Like They're not just going to tear down that house because people are so excited for it. I am curious if they are going to take a hack at that Beetlejuice-inspired Bill and Ted show. Or even just bringing back like a raunchier version of Graveyard Review. Mm. I think that would absolutely move the needle for people. So yeah, yeah I, th- I think it does happen. Okay. Yeah. Good. Agreed. You need more entertainment anyways. We were talking about three shows this year before everything went down. Yeah, that's true. The Lagoon Show, AOV, and something else. Mm. So. Well, I hope we get it. Yeah. But like you, I expect it as well. So. Sure. Sure. So I want to give you one that's not so obvious. I want to give you one that's, uh, you know what? I know exactly what I want to ask you about. HR Blood and Guts. Ooh. Okay. Um, do I want to see it? Is that the question? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do. What would it be? I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's... There wasn't a specific story they told in his house that you know his story and that's all it can be um so i feel like they could take a lot of angles at this i feel like harping to the carry sure aspect a lot you know um i don't know what exactly the house looks like or the plot would look like but my idea has always been so it's kind of rough because slaughter cinema came in and did this but it was like hr blood and guts is presenting these b-list mm-hmm. like horror movies if you were to make HR kind of the host of that movie marathon, I think that that would work for people because that was the original yeah, concept, yeah. you know? Hey, we're showing this holiday movie marathon mm-hmm. of all these, like, tacky, gruesome movies. Um, but the thing is, like, 
what do you, you can't approach it from the holiday angle. Like, what are you no, going to do? Uh, you, you don't do holidays this time. You're going to do, like, Columbus Day? Like, you're going to, like, behead Columbus? <laughs> like, what I do mean, you do? I mean, it couldn't be bad. What if it's just like one that. room? Yeah. It's a free walkthrough educational experience. I mean, you could just naturally go to Halloween still. You could, but I feel like that's what, why people like H.R. Blood and Guts is because he's, you know, it's the variety, a, you know? Easter? But they don't touch Expanding relig- they on don't, the Feaster they Bunny? They don't really touch too much religion, though. Could either. you imagine H.R. Blood and Guts comes out and he's like full crucified <laughs> Jesus? Like, <laughs> that would upset some people. Yeah, it would. Um, um, but yes, as far as like an idea, he'd be pretty cool to bring yeah, back. I, I, again, I don't know how you flesh it out, but... I would like to see him return. Sure. Okay. Um, should we do more, or uh, what do you think? I've got I've got one more after okay. this. In that case, I got one more for you. Um, no, no, that one's dumb. I'll, I'll say what I was gonna say, but it's an obvious answer for many reasons. And I was gonna ask about parade. Oh, okay. It, it's not feasible. It's just really, not feasible anymore. Whether you want it or not. I'd have to approach it from that angle, yeah. to being honest. I was going to ask if you wanted it, but it, it's irrelevant because it's not happening. It'd be cool. Yeah, it would be cool, yeah. but it's not happening. And it'll be a pain in the ass if you're, like, actually there and it's, you're yeah. trapped. You're like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, all right. Emergency one, then. I'm going to say... Okay. I'm interested to see which take you're going to go with because you enjoy this property a lot mm-hmm. but I don't know if you feel it needs to return in any way okay and that's Ghostbusters um so I have to approach this a couple different ways um so here's the thing I think Ghostbusters if they were to ever try a daytime haunted house for a Halloween event like this Ghostbusters would be awesome to throw up for people to check mm-hmm. out do I think it ever needs to return to Halloween Horror Nights probably not um, even with Afterlife and Ghostbusters 2, I think it's very distinct that the art and design team focused on that 1984 movie that is the classic, that is one of the greatest films ever made, not even speaking from a fan stand base, uh, standpoint, but just in general. It's, it's considered one of the finest films ever made. Um, I, don't think, I don't think you could do it just because there's, there's no reason to. Um, you basically said everything you needed to say. Mm-hmm. And then also looking at um, guest satisfaction rates and that sort of thing, Ghostbusters was, for uh, for a lot of people, kind of a disappointment. It's People come to Halloween Horror Nights to get scared. Uh, supposedly Beetlejuice has rectified those issues. We'll find out in a year. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they've said everything that they need to say as far as Ghostbusters. So can I expand on that just a little bit then to what you were saying? Sure. Do you think we ever need another Ghostbusters style like kind of more family friendly level so to the way it was not you know supposedly Beetlejuice this year or next year now is going to be a lot more intense yeah do you think there is a use or need for Ghostbusters style house um only in the case of if you want to do like 11 houses and then one of those houses is open during the day um, like for instance, one that I see tossed around a lot in the fan community is, uh, people want a Treehouse of Horror House. Mm. I don't know what that looks like because yeah. those costumes are so big and bulky, but like that could be one of those houses that works for the public and then also works for, you know, the event if yeah. you want to run it. Um, another one that I think would work really well. This would probably be one that's 
I guess you could run it during both, but I predominantly see it during daytime operation, would be something like uh, Scooby-Doo, which mm-hmm. I think would be great, honestly. I think that'd be awesome. But that is something where, like Ghostbusters, I think it's more accessible to that family demographic. Um, I really think Ghostbusters is probably the most accessible house they've ever done for a lot of people. Um, I can't name anything that was more accessible as a franchise. Mm-hmm. No, that, yeah. that's got to be it. So... It is going to be one of those. I guess there is room for something like that to return, but I also think their lesson is, hey, we can only afford this many houses. We need them for the actual event, yeah. um, and we need people to be happy with them. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. I would say Ghostbusters as a scare zone could be pretty cool, like in New York. I, I could see it working. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want it to come in that sure. sense. But if it came, I'd... I wouldn't hate the idea of the stairs. Tell zone. me you wouldn't be hype as fuck with the Ecto one like coming down the streets of New York. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be pretty cool. And then you've got you've got Ray, uh, you've got Stance and you've got Vankman, and they're wearing their proton packs and they're doing projection mapping on the buildings same and they're pump. shooting up at the buildings. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Literally that's the scene I was thinking of. Use that projection. Yeah. Stay puff just blows up. Yeah. Have some puff shoot out from the building, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, cool. like Marathon of Mayhem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, so, I'm actually, I'm going to cheat a little bit because there's one that I want to talk to you directly about. Okay. That I think people are going to be mad if we don't bring it up, but there's one that I want to bring up to you directly before we hit that one. Fair. So, let's hit one that I know is very near and dear to you. Um, one that we've talked a lot about in private. Jurassic Park. Ah, yeah. so Jurassic Park as a franchise, not necessarily a sequel to Evolution. That would be a no. Yeah. Uh, okay, maybe not a no, but it would be a... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the I greatest house a... of HHN history? Um, yes. Yeah, I think Jurassic Park could make a great house. Like, a legitimate, just take Jurassic Park and go as horror hard as you can in a house, and that house would, would be fucking terrifying. Yeah. Right? Think about, like, the massive puppets they could use. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of the scene with Nedry, like with the Dilophosaurus, mm-hmm. like you've got the, you walk in, like maybe even that's like the facade. I'm thinking like poltergeisting it, right? So you've got like the Jeep up, up on the rainy cliff. You've got the broken sign mm-hmm. raining and oh. the water pouring oh. down. You've got yeah. the Barbasol can on the ground. And yeah. like, while you're distracted by Nedry, he's getting attacked by another one. One comes from the side and like attacks you. That'd be amazing. Like there's so many things you can that's, do with horror. Like, beautiful sets as well that you could have in that house yeah um people think, love jungle settings think about like uh the lost world the tall grass scene and the raptors yeah that'd be a pretty scary room. so you'd want to hit all of it like as a franchise um no that's not mm, i think it would probably be safer to keep it as a house like uh per movie okay so, like give us a jurassic park house to start okay um but i don't know if they were like we're just gonna take one shot at this and that's it guaranteed Maybe mash it up a little bit. Like one scene from yeah. each movie? Yeah. I was going to say, like, I but think... I don't know if I'd want to go to World. I think I'd rather keep Park and World separated. Okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. But I'm thinking of, like, visiting the old, like, dilapidated, like, visitor center and that sort of yeah. thing in the World House. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But then you also kind of get that in the Lost World when you went to the InGen... Um, you do. You do. ...facility. Um, I would say... I would say if they were ever going to do it, it would be promoted as Jurassic World. That's the thing. Mm. Just because that's the new franchise. But if you could do... If you could do a scene from each movie, then I'd be pretty happy. Even if it would be better to do a park and Lost World Mm. house, I think, right off the top. Yeah. 
And I don't know how they pull this off, but how cool would it be if you had the RV over the clip scene? Yeah. I don't know how they make that work. Sure. But that would be awesome. They literally just put you in a car and dangle yeah, you right, over a cliff. There you go. Just like, I want to order a cheeseburger. <laughs> or even it, just getting to walk through the RV as it's like sideways or something and the lights are flashing. And That's shit. a great idea. That'd be pretty cool. With the two T-Rexes like kind of yeah. gently nudging it. Yeah. I'm imagining you on that slanted like walkway. Mm. Universal, hire us. Um, we know you got a lot going on, <laughs> but like uh, we've got ideas and we're ready to talk. So the last one that I feel like we kind of have to discuss um, because there's a, uh, if we don't discuss it, people are going to ask for it. Mm. Stranger Things. So Stranger Things, uh, you know, we've got seasons four. We possibly have a season five. Supposedly that will be the finale yeah, finale. Yeah. They're probably going to pull a Dexter and <laughs> resurrect it in 10 years. Um, okay. The way things have happened, I don't know if I want another Stranger Things. I think if we had gotten a proper house for each season, <laughs> then maybe continue it. But the mashup of two and three last year kind of ruined things for me. And unless the content of season four is like some really kick-ass shit for a house, I, I don't know why we'd need it. I feel like I feel like Stranger Things is going to come back one more time. I, think, I just think, I think with that will. Netflix relationship being there, will. I think it makes sense. It makes so much money. Whether I want to see it, honestly, after Stranger Things two and three, um, that house was that was bottom of the rung for me last year, yeah, um, and that's coming off of the really high up. I think like Stranger Things, the first year was like number three on my overall, yeah, and it was, was your favorite top, that year. Yeah, uh, second, right. second favorite. Yeah. So or three, it, two or three. One yeah, or two, yeah. I don't remember. It was up there for both of us, but like the drop-off was so huge between those two houses. Supposedly that comes down to a lot of interference. Um, whether or not that's true or not, who knows. But um, it, it would be bottom of my hype list, towards the bottom yeah. at the very least. Same. Even though I'll probably watch season four and be like, oh, yeah, you I, know what? I am excited for that. After I watch season four, I'm going to want to see it in person just because yeah. I'm going to love season four. I know I will. Yeah. Um, Unless it's like season two, then maybe not so much. <laughs> um, the review, they, they just go back to the sister storyline. Hopper doesn't oh come back God. till season five. No, nope, now I hate it. <laughs> uh, no, but as, as, as things currently stand, me not having season, season four, or, um, I'm going to say no. I don't want to see it back, but yeah. I agree that I think it will come back. Yeah. Uh, I hope that it's not necessarily... Um, at the cost that we lose, like, haunting of Hill House, Blind Manor, whatever. Yeah. Whichever one we end up getting. Or potentially getting. Sure. Um, I'd, I'd rather see a new Netflix franchise than see Stranger Things again. Sure. Yeah, it's one of those, like, hard versus mind conversations, right? Because we know it's, it's going to happen. Um, but it could be one of those things where it's like American Horror Story, where we basically took it for granted in the sense of, oh, we really expect... Um, that would have been during 28. Oh, we really expect Colt to show up next year. Yeah. And it was just a twofer and it was done. Yeah. I'm not upset we haven't seen AHS again, though. I would love to see I'm AHS not. again. I think 84 would make a pretty fun, like, slasher-style house. Though. I think you put that in a tent and you've got a winner. Yeah. Like, that's an MIB yeah. tent house, I think, if I ever saw one. I don't know if there's any other seasons I'd want to include since they haven't... Colt is so hard. I feel like maybe Colt's, like, Colt. material is what told, turned yeah. them off. And then also with the Fox buyout. I don't know how you make Colt a house, either. They just show you, like, political candidate, like, <laughs> oof. 
Doesn't that end with like a political like rally shooting or something yeah. like that? Isn't that like yeah. the end of the season? Yeah, that wouldn't you couldn't do that. Um, that said, if they ever wanted to bring back like Stranger Things uh, Volume One, Stranger Things Volume Two, like the best of, I'd be all for that because those houses were great. Or I mean, even if you just give us a couple years and wait till season five's over and give us a mashup at the end. I was gonna say, what if you do fan, uh, like the final season? You do do like one yeah. scene from See, each one. That's fine. I could do it with that. I would guess Colt would be one of those. Uh, it'd be like a strobe lit room, and you've got the people in the masks like jumping out at you, and then you'd be out of it, like without really saying anything. You're like, yeah, we fit Colt in there, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I think that brings us to the end. It's uh, probably our longest episode so far. Yeah, look at that. That's yeah. what happens when you just don't have a plan and talk, I guess. That's right. That's right. Welcome back to December of 2020. That was recorded in October of 2020. So nice little uh, nice little time jump there, Marty McFly. But hey, guys, you know, it's sad, but now is the time for Stay and Screamcast to be laid to rest, at least for the time being. This is something that I had a lot of fun doing, uh, personally. This is something that really was reliable for me this year in a uh, a very uncertain time. And I do want to thank my good friend and co-host Duff for just being here and participating with me. I have seriously fond memories of going through these houses with you and grabbing a beer every week and grabbing tacos and all sorts of stuff. And it was it was a blast, man. Like it's it genuinely means a lot to me. Oh, I, I basically to reiterate what you've said. Um we didn't have HHN this year. We didn't have a lot of things we're used to this year. Every week I could count on the fact that we'd meet up and just get to hang out and pretend it's stay and scream and, and go through houses, uh, which was something that was, it was something that was honestly important this year. You know, it, it was something that helps you yeah. get through tough times. Um, and the two, our two podcasts, since we've started, you guys have been great to us. Uh, I guess like four podcasts, you know, you're on a lot of stuff. <laughs> so for us to actually get to hang out like every week, it, it was fantastic. We'd grab drinks. Like you said, tacos, border grill, amazing time. Um, yeah. Donuts. Yeah. I'm sad it's over. I'm sure we'll keep it up in some fashion. Probably not on the podcast, but um, yeah, I, I appreciate the time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just thank you all for, for joining us. We understand this was um, not your traditional HHN season and, that's that's a hard thing to not only for us to have, but for those of you who can't make it every year or kind of rely on constant coverage of it. Um, that's something that not only we missed, but we know you missed as well. So hopefully sitting back with with me and Duff as your friends really kind of helps this year. We genuinely appreciate all of you for listening to Stay in Screamcast and um, we wouldn't be here without you. If you are interested in Stay in Screamcast returning next year, like please let us know. Um, right now, this is not the end, but this is something that is being shelved. But if this is something that you'd like us to continue going forward, um, we, we'd like to hear back from you. And I think the easiest place to do that is on Twitter. So you can always reach me at HanBrolo77. That's H-A-N-B-R-O-L-O-7-7. And you can also reach Duff over at HHN365. I literally haven't thought of the possibility of us continuing this next year. So now I'm happy again. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, also, <laughs> I never got to thank anybody for the drinks I drank and they paid for. You were always doing it singularly. That's okay. That's how podcasts work. You know, there's a flow to it. Uh, but thank you. If you uh, bought us drinks, donated to us, I didn't know it was going to happen originally. It happened. Um, I appreciate it. That's amazing. I would have 
I, I, I never started podcasts thinking I'd get anything out of it other than, uh, you know, friendships yep. and some people listening to me. Um, so stuff like that is just uh, kind of mind-blowing, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just to reiterate what Duff said, like, that was a huge thing. We would have done the show regardless. It was something we were moving forward to, but the fact that some of y'all reached out consistently every single episode and bought us a drink um, and actually even bought us a nice little microphone for us to use uh, for recording on the spot that was super nice. Um, Stay in Screamcast would not have been the same without you guys because the shows were always more fun with a drink or two. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I think that's going to bring us to the end of this year's Stay in Screamcast. So for Duff and myself, once again, thank you for screaming with us. <laughs> <laughs>